for Trev and Ben Show. Broadcasting to the London Borough of Croydon. This is Croydon Radio. Florence and the Machine ship direct. And now, Trevor Smith and Ben Harmer. They don't deserve mouths. The Trev and Ben Show. A very good morning to you. Welcome to Coin Radio and welcome to the Trev and Ben Show. Good morning. Good morning. Isn't it a lovely morning, Ben? Isn't it just? Lovely warm. And we're cooped up in here. We are. I, I'm wearing a jumper and I feel that might have been a bit of a mistake. It's warmer than I thought. Are you going to start stripping? Uh, no. Oh. <laughs> Why are you disappointed? <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that's anything anyone needs to see. No, I, what I've realised is I don't really pay any attention to the weather anymore. No? No, because I work from home so much now, I don't really need to know what the weather's like, so I've stopped listening, oh. uh, which means I don't even think about what clothes I'm putting on. So this morning, I just put the jumper on, and now I'm baking. We can have the studio webcam on, do it a you know, strip tease. It could be like a Croydon Radio's version of, uh, of Babe Station. <laughs> Sort of a very, very poor, low-budget version for the ladies. Yeah, that'd yeah. be good, wouldn't it? I, I mean, we might find, we might find it's a new venture for us. We've never really gone into, we've never looked into that as a possibility. We haven't. I mean, maybe we could get Fairfield Halls, you know, like the Chippendales. Yeah. Maybe we could be like the new Chippendales. Right. Uh, we could go on tour around just being oiled up. You think people would pay money to see this? Who knows? <laughs> People paid to see whatever they were called, Stavros and Co, or whatever they were. <laughs> that weird thing. Uh, anyway, all the usual stuff to come in the next two hours. No stripping, and certainly no oiling up. Mm. It's not happening. Uh, we've never got say never. Link- <laughs> well, no, never say never. <laughs> uh, I think the link in about t- 25 minutes. Pretty straightforward today, Ben. Say uh, always so. Yeah, no, it is. Uh, new music at 10 uh, today. It's Pleasure House and their song Cyan. We're doing the compendium. We're bothering with that today. Absolutely, yeah. You've brought it in with you? Oh, I have. Yeah? Yeah. Very I'm summary. Surprised, I'm surprised you can't see it. Uh, well, no, you often conceal it from me until the very moment we unveil it. Uh, the pub quiz. Uh, basically, we've had a terrible run on the pub quiz, so mm. it's potluck today. Okay. Musicals last week didn't really fit us. No. So uh, I thought potluck, we seem to do all right generally on potluck. Uh, also, um, I have now got the perfect way to get out of a parking ticket. Ooh, uh, please so, tell. Yeah, well, I will in a little while. And, um, oh, my pub come up trumps again. Oh, excellent. Yeah, uh, it's all to come in the next hours right here on Croydon Radio and the Trevor Ben Show. Morning. And pause and play. There it is. <laughs> Rudy messaged you, Danny Livingston. But I say, I, I hate that when I press the button and it doesn't work. Mm, it's embarrassing, isn't it? It is embarrassing, but it, I don't Because we did everything for. right. You saw me press the button. I saw you do it, mate. I know. And nothing happened, did it? I know. You saw me press that. Look, if, there you now, go. Well, now it works. <laughs> now it works. Stupid uh, thing. Speaking of stupid things, I, I had a big joke lined up this morning. Did you? Yeah. Do you, do you want a little, like. No, 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 because no, no. it's dead now. Oh, my, oh. my joke is dead. Well, because I was going to do a big thing. No, 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 forget that. Forget that. I was going to do a big joke, a big yeah, build up. Yeah. I was going to talk about, oh, big congratulations to a certain man. Yeah, yeah I was going to do all that. Yeah. yeah. A certain a certain Muslim. A certain. Yeah. Uh, a certain Mr. Khan. Big well done. Yeah. Amir Khan. And that was going to be the big joke, the big build up. I was talking oh, about Amir Khan. The boxer. But of course, no. 
no, can't do that anymore, can I? Because old glass chin got flattened again last night. Can't, can't do that joke anymore. <laughs> oh, thanks a lot, Amber. I was banking on that joke this morning. Well, yeah, that was I had it. written in advance. You know, that, big, you know, walk them down the garden path. So the only prep you did for the show was something that you couldn't guarantee was going to happen. Yeah, well, I could, well, well, I thought it was a guarantee till old wobbly boots caught in the ring. <laughs> <laughs> uh, see, I don't follow as you know I don't really follow the boxing so I didn't know any of this was happening oh right well it turned out there was a strong breeze so he fell down so yeah oh, right. was David Hay in the audience was he toe hurting him <laughs> that was nothing to do with David Hay yeah, he just couldn't well, resist not that not letting it go am I <laughs> <laughs> so what happened he got he, what, got, did, did he, he, was, he was winning actually until the sixth round how did you know he was winning oh it was on, points. on points yeah he oh, was winning yeah. apparently by the sixth round but then he got punched in the face and fell down so, so what boxing's about, though, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, see, I, as you know, I'm not a fan of the boxing, the boxing game, the boxing uh, game. Not, not a fan of the boxing game. No. I think it's uh, it's ridiculous. So, oh uh, well, it, it ruined your joke. It did. I mean, normally I'm I, I'm sort of warning you off of uh, antagonising people that punch for a living, but mm. I'm all right with that. You think you could, <laughs> yeah. you could give them a go? <laughs> KO. Uh, but of course, the, the the real winner of the week was Sadiq Khan. Yes, that that was the joke. That was that the was joke. The thing I was that I was, was building to, but no. Yeah. Anyway, yes, Sadiq Khan, Mayor of London. Did you follow the uh, the elections? Did you stay up watching it all overnight on Thursday? No, I was at work on Thursday, and they were calling it by four o'clock. Were they? Yeah, pretty much. They they were saying like it's pretty much done. They weren't saying it's certain, but they were saying look. It's done. Because I've forgotten that the mayor takes ages for them to count. Why is that? Well, also, sorry to interrupt you yes. before I've, uh, <laughs> I ask you a question yeah. and then I interrupt. You know, there's an interviewing technique. <laughs> it's ask the question, wait for the answer. That's generally how it works. Why is it that we still do it with a piece of paper and a pencil? I mean, surely we could all go in there, hit a button on an iPad, and then results like that we wouldn't have to wait till midnight we well then keep... you wouldn't have to go to a polling station I mean if you're going to have an iPad let's all do it at home well, let's not have to wander around somewhere no because you have to be certified that you're the person otherwise... and I always find polling stations a little bit creepy don't you mm. you know the people that sit there waiting for you you know I always find them a little bit creepy I went to the wrong place you went to the wrong place yeah because basically, um, I won't bore you with the details, but I don't live at home anymore. Uh, but for years and years, I never bothered to update the, uh, the who did you call it? The, um, the electoral register. The electoral, the electorate, the electorate. I didn't tell the electorate I'd moved. <laughs> well, the, uh, well, we are the electorate. You didn't tell the great British public you moved. No, I didn't announce it. Announce it now. Here's your opportunity. We're, we're on air to the world. Tell them you've moved. I've moved. There you go. So um, I didn't bother telling them. Um, and then my dad got fed up with getting my post. So he he, <laughs> he shafted me. He um, he sold me out to the council. He, he told them I wasn't there anymore. Really? So I went to vote. And they said, oh, you're not, you're not here anymore. Oh. So I, I think it was his um, his Tory sabotage to stop me from voting. Oh, but yeah, dirty. It didn't dirty work. Dirty right-wing tactics. <laughs> we all know how that works. Didn't work. No, I had to go back to my local church and uh, go in there and vote mind there. You, mind you, I nearly went to the wrong place. Did you? Yeah, because uh, I, I was talking to... Uh, I ended up having to see my family on, on Thursday before I went to vote. And uh, my brother said, oh, you're all right. It's only over the road from you, the polling station. I went, is it? I thought it's around the corner. I thought I've got to walk around, you know, to where it normally is. And he went, no, oh, yeah. And I checked my polling card. It wasn't where he was telling me. <laughs> it seems like we've both been sabotaged this year. Yeah, I don't know what... And my brother couldn't even go... My brother, he, he couldn't walk on Thursday. So he says to me, right, he says, as, as, if, uh, as if I'm going to go in and ask this, although I did in the end, and I looked like an idiot, right? <laughs> he said to me, look, Trevor, I'm, I'm, I'm not well today and I can't get round to vote. I said, okay, well, do you want me to drive you around? And he said, no, no, I, I, I just can't go. 
So I said, uh, I said, okay, well, what are you going to do? He went, well, I don't know. He said, could you ask them when you go whether you could bring the paperwork home? I was like, they're not going to allow that, are they? Well, there's a postal vote he could have organised. Yeah, but they're not going to allow me to walk out the polling station with the paperwork. I mean, if no, of course ever, they're not. If there's ever a chance for voting fraud, that would be it. <laughs> um, I, I ended up, because as you know, my family are quite, you know, they're, they're into their politics. Yeah. And uh, I, I ended up getting into a bit of a conversation with my dad about the whole thing because... Um, I, I'm I'm quite pleased that Sadiq Khan won, but I just think I'm not very happy about any of them. Do you know what I mean? No, I felt the same. I, I said to my dad before I went to vote, I said, I still haven't made my mind up. Because you know you get the two votes. Oh, oh who did your second one go to? Well, you can't ask a man that. You can't ask a man who I'm going to oh, vote for. You're not one of those. T- no, I'm not asking who you will vote for. I'm asking who you voted for. Oh, I put the Lib Dems in second place. So did I. Yeah. Pigeon. Yeah. I almost gave her, just on a name alone, I almost gave her my first vote. Yeah. Pigeon. <laughs> Great well, name. I, well, I couldn't decide what to do because uh, I thought, you know, I thought Sadiq Khan had let himself down, as we know, with his childish behaviour in the whole campaign. Boom! Goldsmith! Yeah. yeah. You see, for me, that, that was almost the nail in his coffin. <laughs> so you don't behave like that. It's pathetic. Yeah, my, my uh, pencil did wobble a bit while I was making that I cross. Know. Yeah. And I had to decide who I was going to put in first place. And then I'd remembered my principles. I remembered <laughs> that I have to do whatever I can to ensure that Zach Goldsmith <laughs> doesn't get anywhere near City Hall. <laughs> Buzzcox, ever fallen in love from Croydon Radio, it's the Trevor and Ben Show. You realise what you should have done for your brother? What? You should have waited 15 minutes after you'd voted <laughs> yeah. and come back round with a, with a false moustache. <laughs> Hello. I'm from the a slightly different voice. Yeah, what, what, what accent was that? Hello. I, I'm, uh, I've come to vote. <laughs> you started off as Terry Wogan. And, uh, <laughs> Hello. <laughs> uh, you know, what I should have done is just brought him round to... Because to be honest, I, I went round to the polling station. Polling, I almost called it polling office. Mm. I think it's polling station is generally the term used. And um, I must admit, because I got so sick... Uh, I, I'm so sick of politics that I, I must admit I sort of turned off with the whole campaign that was leading up to it all. And when I turned up at the polling office, they said, oh, you're voting for three things. What? what? <laughs> I didn't what, know What else either. am I voting for? <laughs> I hadn't even thought about the main one, <laughs> let alone the other ones. So I think that's where I fall down, really, because I suddenly thought, I don't know, oh, I'll just put a cross there, that'll do. Mm. As long as it's the people I hate the least, then <laughs> that's all I can do. I didn't understand the London Assembly one. Uh, to be honest, I, I, I didn't know what I was voting for. No. I just said, uh, he's three bits of paper. Three? Three? What's all that? I didn't know what I was doing. I filled them all in, but yeah, I didn't really understand what I was doing. I still feel very grown up going into a polling station, though, don't you? There's something very... I feel like uh, a fraud. Do you? I feel like I shouldn't be there. I I sort of feel like quite... Um, I, I, get, I, I feel almost a little bit self-righteous when I go in. Do you know what I mean? It's like, I'm exercising my uh, my democratic right. I hope everyone else is. That's almost the, <laughs> the attitude I yeah. go in with. Do you know what I mean? Grown up in the building. Look at me, everybody. Look, <laughs> yeah. Doing my thing. Look at me. If it weren't for me, this country wouldn't run properly. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, f- I always feel very grown up because I think, you know, there's all that stuff when you're a kid, especially if you grow up in a household that's that's relatively political. Uh, the voting, you know, there's something about when there's a vote. You know, I always used to remember my dad. It was always a big deal, voting day for anything. So when I was a kid, it's like, oh, I can't wait to be able to vote. Oh, this is exciting. <laughs> and even now, I still feel this sense of sort of excitement. And then you turn up in the most pokey little places. I mean, that's the thing. I think this time they need to change the whole thing where they make it, as you say, make it a bit more exciting. Let's have some music when you go in. Yeah. I mean, the whole thing's very kind of boring, isn't it? It's very... 
clinical the mm. whole thing let's let's make it a bit more exciting when I you want go a to vote glass of champagne when i arrive yeah that'd be nice i mean at my one they do uh, actually they didn't on this occasion they generally have a little bowl of uh, boiled sweets it's not enough <laughs> it's not enough you want a bit of potpourri but also i want it disclosed as to who's paid for that those sweets i don't want to be buying uh, picking up sweets and having my votes bought it's <laughs> the latest expenses scandal do you? yeah well i don't know who's paying for that i don't know i don't want a tory suite <laughs> essentially is what i'm saying i must say though my area is so labor that the, the tories don't even bother i mean the number of labor leaflets i put in my recycling bin without reading <laughs> um, and yet i didn't get any tory stuff through the letterbox i think they just look at my area and go there's no point mm. no point there's nobody there wearing red corduroy trousers no uh, going on fox hunts so there's, there's no point in bothering with thornton heath it's, it's and it's I, I find that extraordinary that they don't even bother to come and have the conversation i suspect the abuse that they would get mm. um but i to be honest like i said i can't be bothered with that i'm so sick of a lot of them mm. i mean you probably don't get boiled sweets at the tory voting stations do you, you probably get like foie gras <laughs> yeah yeah sort of you get little uh um what do they call those things you put the caviar on you know oh, those, little, those little spoon things yeah yeah well the, the, the little Fellinis or whatever they call oh, Bellinis not Bel- Fellinis <laughs> uh, he, he plays for United he United yeah <laughs> Bellinis you see that's how that's how lower class I <laughs> this am this is why we vote Labour <laughs> that's, that's why I'm allergic to caviar I can't touch that and I'm not really a huge fan of champagne yeah. you know I'm, I'm very much giving you a lager and a bag of crisps man <laughs> I'm very happy with that which is quite embarrassing really you know sometimes because I'm quite snobby in some ways mm. do you know what I mean I I get quite snobby like when i'm watching like things like the jeremy kyle show i get quite snobby you know i'm, I'm, I'm not like that no but i'm probably nearer you're, you're still watching it though <laughs> yeah yeah i mean you can't you can't not enjoy it no but i do i do feel though like with the the european election coming up i do feel oh, there's not another one is there well 23rd of june we've got the referendum haven't we oh goodness sake. and I, I i because i was so ill prepared for the elections this week I, I really felt I need to start properly reading up about the European election because it's quite a big deal now. And I thought, I, I know nothing. I know absolutely nothing. You know nothing after David Cameron spent £9 million on that leaflet. You, didn't, you, you don't know anything. I did I mean, read... Did, did you not read that pamphlet? I did read it, but the trouble is that none of it is fact, is it? It's <laughs> of course just, not. It's just, this is what will happen if, in our opinion, yeah. this is what will, And that's the problem. So I don't really know where to go. As I said before, you could have put that on a website for diddly squat, but at least well, of you course. Sp- spent nine million quid on it. That's great. Well done, mate. But where, where, I don't know where to go to find out the facts. Where, I, I don't know who to talk to, because all you're going to get is somebody's opinion. And that's what does my head in about politics now, mm. is that nobody is going to give you any facts. I suppose if you were worried about it, then the, the, the sort of safe thing to do would be to stay as we are. You know, if you're going to stick or twist, then you stick with what you know. Okay. The, the twist would be the lurch into the unknown. I like it. But uh, that would be the uh, scared thing to do. Well, you, you know Jeremy Vine, are you? <laughs> Welcome to the House of Fun. Welcome House of Fun, madness. It's Trevor and Ben, Sean Croydon Radio, uh, by the way. Uh, your dad's just been in touch. Yes, I know. And uh, basically admitted that he was trying to prevent you from uh, exercising your democratic right. So I've now reported him to the Electoral Commission. Underhanded um, Tory tactics. I, I've got a feeling that that's a prisonable offence. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I, do you fancy uh, visiting your dad in prison or will you just leave him to rot there while he's, while he's serving his time? You know what? The nastiness doesn't run in the family. I, I can visit. 
Yeah. I can forgive. What if he doesn't want to see you? So he's no it's more likely. Yeah. He's, no, I don't want to see him. <laughs> uh, a little update on a story uh, that we've been co- sort of following on the show over the last few weeks. Um, the uh, the whole Boating McBoat Face thing. Yeah. Um, of course, that was the name for the new uh, Polar Explorer ship. Was it Was it the Polar Exploration ship? Something like that. It was a $200 million or £200 million research ship. And uh, uh, obviously, Boating McBoat Face topped the public poll but they decided to name it after David Attenborough. Well, this was the thing, really. Um, they had the majority of the votes all for Boaty McBoatface. Yeah. But uh, it didn't really matter how many votes he got, because at the end of the day, it was always the final decision was going to be with some expert panel or something stupid. Sounds like your dad's running this vote. It does, doesn't it? There's it's, 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 it's no democratic process in, in play whatsoever. <laughs> uh, so that... Uh, but not all was lost, because they did... Uh, they, well, as you said, they named it after Attenborough, yeah. which you can't really argue with, can you? No, it's his 90th birthday today. You know, someone should do a podcast about that very event, don't you think? Well, I think if uh, if you subscribe to our midweek podcast, you might find that there's a little tribute to oh, it. Is there really? Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, I think the, the only person that will argue that the boat shouldn't be named after David Attenborough would be my dad. Uh, I, oh. I said to we were talking about it uh, it was my dad's birthday the other day so I, we were sitting talking and he said he said what do you make about the old boaty McBoat face thing and I said uh, I said oh, I thought it was quite funny I said but you know you can't argue with them uh, you know naming a boat after David Attenborough can you and he went oh, I could <laughs> oh just leave it I know you're not a fan but come on is it because he's not a fan or is it because that you know, democracy and progress that there were thousands and thousands of votes for both of both face well knowing my dad it'll be a bit of the both okay uh, he, he does he, I don't I mentioned this in the in the midweek podcast for some reason my dad's not a fan of David Attenborough I can't see any reason not to love David Attenborough he's like he's a proper national treasure mm. you know, most of our national treasures are now disgraced and in prison <laughs> uh, he is not he's still out there he's a proper national I mean there's, there's as much I would say possibly more interest in his 90th birthday than there was the Queen I think so. You know, I would go out. I mean, you know, as you know, I've been to royal events in my life, uh, but I would lie in the streets. I would queue up for days to see David Attenborough go by in a horse-drawn carriage, <laughs> but not necessarily the Queen. Well, um, it wasn't all lost because they did, fortunately, have a bit of a sense of humour and they named the onboard submarine Boaty McBoatface. Oh, well, that's all right then. Uh, also, though, there was some other news. I don't know if you uh, caught this one, but... Um, Slightly stupidly, uh, Robert E. Lee School in Austin, Texas, mm. I think it was, um, decided that they were going to rebrand and rename their school and stupidly decided to open it up to the internet for suggestions. So, Schooly McSchoolface. Schooly McSchoolface. <laughs> Unfortunately, though, I, I checked it last night. It was vetoed. Uh, um, I can give you some other names that were, were vetoed as well. Um, Bruce Lee Elementary because of the Robert E. Lee. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, Donald Trump, Donald J. Trump Elementary was also vetoed. Yeah, I'll get that. Um Adolf Hitler School for Friendship and Tolerance was also vetoed. I can sort of get why these are vetoed. Yeah. Anyway, that was it. I think maybe people are learning their lessons now. Don't ask the public to choose names for things. Yeah. I mean, should we... I mean, the Trevor Bencher, I mean, that's a, that's a bit pedestrian, isn't it? Should we, should we open that up for renaming? Oh. I mean, Radio McRadio Show? <laughs> uh, 
Look, we can try, uh, but I think show we, him a show face. I, th- <laughs> I think what we have to do <laughs> is abide by the similar rules of the scientific community and say, look, we'll, we'll open it up. Maybe if people want to suggest a new name for the Trevor and Ben show, but we will have the final say <laughs> on what it's called. Good call, because um, I could see some very rude words being used. <laughs> think the link. Uh, so think the link, Ben. Uh, three songs to identify. Somewhere there's a link between them. Uh, could be the artist, title, lyric, anything. Um, relatively straightforward today, but I will give you a little warning. A warning? I'm going to give you a little warning. Go on. You need to think a little bit harder than normal. Oh, you need to think a trouble. little bit harder than normal. Here they are. The There you go, three songs, somewhere there's a link between them. I need more help because I only recognise the middle song. Okay, here they are again. Okay. So as before, as to last week, I'm going in with the full plea. Okay. Normally I just say, right, let's work on it, but... I need help. Even if you don't know the link, even if you can't work it out for yourself, if you can recognise either the first song, the artist, the name of the song, or the, or the last song, or even the middle song, because I'm not even that sure about it. If you know <laughs> Is any, any element of this that you know? I, I sort of know the middle song. But if you can help me with any element, even though you might not necessarily know the link, get in touch. You might help me get the link. Help, sorry, scratch that. You might help us get the link. Come on, team. You're a team. Uh, it's at Trevor and Ben on Twitter. or send us a private message on the shout box at CroydonRadio.com. Oh. Uh, that's the way to get in touch with us about absolutely anything, by the way. But right now, we are looking for the link between these three songs. The I have to risk it all. Good luck. Static Fires, Spread Your Wings, or Learn to Fall. We featured them on uh, We Love New Music a few weeks back, coming up at 10 today. Uh, Pleasure House and Cyan. And by the way, I've got a little apology to uh, for, for Pleasure House, uh, because you know I'm a very organised man, generally. Yeah. And uh, what I do is, uh, you know, when I'm contacting the bands for new music, and uh, I'm, I'm a hobnobbing, I'm a hobnobbing with, uh, with the great and good of the music world. Yeah, uh, you know, and I'm I'm going to I'm going to black tie events, you know, I'm going to award ceremonies, all that sort of thing. Um, and what I do is I put down a list of who we're playing and when we're playing them. Mm-hmm. And um, I was meant to play Pleasure House uh, about a month ago. Oh, and I promised them about a month ago. Uh, I told them the date. And I went through my list this week and realised I'd forgotten them, and they dropped out of my list somehow. So they're about a month late. Uh, but today they get their feature. <laughs> So, you know, it's not all lost, is it? Should we play it twice? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I do apologise to Pleasure House and their management team. You know, I hope I haven't ruined the, the wonderful relationship I've sparked up between me and their management team by um, essentially lying to them. <laughs> uh, but it is coming up today uh, at 10 o'clock. Or is it? Uh, yeah, who knows? <laughs> I mentioned it was my dad's birthday and uh, we we had a nice barbecue because the weather was good, you know, mm-hmm. it, was, it was nice. And... Um, the weird thing is, though, you know when you're, you're sitting around talking with your family, um, you know sometimes you don't really listen properly when it's your family. Yeah, I know what you mean. Uh, two things happened while I was out, both involving my brother and my mum. Not my dad. He was sitting there watching the whole thing unfold. Uh, the first thing was, um, 
my uh, my parents uh, occasionally they they have mice in the house, and it's 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 become a bit of a war between the and unfortunately the the mice are winning, uh, <laughs> which I think shows how the Smith intelligence really rates in the in the world. You know, if David Attenborough was watching this, he'd go the mice completely perplexed the Smiths. That's the sort of thing <laughs> that he'd be saying. And um, and my brother's not a fan of the mice. He doesn't like them at all, right? No. So my mum says to me, he said, oh, you know, uh, well, the, to, fir- the, to start with, I didn't get the mouse reference because I wasn't really listening. All I heard was, oh, your brother was outside for about an hour last night. And I thought, well i'll let that go because i don't i've missed the first bit because so, story yeah. so fair enough so that kind of, and then the mouse thing sort of came up again so i started really kind of taking the mickey out of my brother because i said oh you i know he gets a bit funny you know he's, he's a bit scared of the, of the mice so i said oh you know i'm gonna buy you some big frilly knickers and you know all of that stuff and then my mom said no no he was having a proper panic attack oh. and he had to go and stand outside because he was hyperventilated and he was sweating and i've been ripping the mickey out of him and I, I, I think you know a panic attack over a mouse is a little bit. You know, he's forty-two, <laughs> so, I mean, and I can't help myself but, but laugh. Really, it's a bit extreme. Uh, so, so I got into trouble for not being sympathetic enough. Uh, because I wasn't listening. And then later in the evening, um, the family, uh, we got into a, what I thought would be an endless loop. I thought, we, I, I didn't think we were ever going to get out of it because my brother said something. And again, I wasn't really listening. But I think he... What were you doing all night? Well, to be honest, they bore me. And, <laughs> <laughs> and anyway, he, he said something and I thought he'd said the word Cobham. Right. right, because it's sort of related to what we'd been talking about. I won't go into why, but he said the word Cobham, and I thought, oh, right. So I went, Cobham, <laughs> and he went, Cobham, and then my mum starts saying, Cobham, and then the three of us just get into this loop going, Cobham, and then none of us accepting responsibility for having said it first, because my brother said, I didn't say Cobham. And I said, well, I didn't say Cobham first. You said Cobham. The mum's just sitting there going, Cobham, Cobham. Oh, I see, because you had said Cobham, but yes. you, because you thought he said it first. I'm, I... I'm still convinced he said Cobham, but he's now denying that he said Cobham. We just got stuck in this loop of all of us saying Cobham, <laughs> and nobody accepting that they were the first person to say it, and I still maintain and in the end I just had to say can we just stop saying Cobham <laughs> it's a strange way to spend an evening I thought we were going to get into the I didn't think we were ever going to get out have you ever been in, in that a sort of no, weird verbal loop that no. you just don't think is ever going to end because it just went on and on and all of us just get to Cobham so um, I, don't, I think he said Cobham and I think he was I think he was getting me back for oh, the whole what was he saying I don't know I still to this moment don't know what he was saying I still maintain he said Cobham <laughs> But he, he says to me, no, I didn't say Cobham. And I said, well, what did you say? And he went, I didn't say anything. Well, you made a noise. <laughs> there was a noise that emanated from your well, mouth it, area. It must have been to do with what he was talking about. He, he must have been talking about something, 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 something. He, no, no. He didn't just say Cobham no, out of nowhere. Did. No, he did, because the, I was... Well, I, you're all sitting in silence, and then your brother just out of nowhere at Cobham. Well, no, I got to the end of a sentence, you see, and then there was a brief, only a brief silence, and then he just sort of went... Cobham <laughs> and I said I said what Cobham and he went I didn't say Cobham oh, and the loop is repeating on me already and it was a Cobham and then my mum's going who said Cobham 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 no I didn't say Cobham he said I didn't say Cobham it gets on your nerves in the end <laughs> new radicals you get what you give on coin radio it's the Trevor Ben show now, I know that you work uh, a later shift in the week, don't you? 
Yeah, slightly. So yeah, in the morning, so you have a bit of time, do you just to chill out a little bit? Do you want to do a pot around? Do you put the telly on? Occasionally. Do you ever see any of this morning? Oh no, I don't watch that. No? <laughs> no. I must admit, I, I went through a stage in my younger years when I was at uh, college and I had a, a study day at home once a week and uh, I didn't do any study. I used to watch this morning. Now that's the one with, uh, I almost said Phil Spector, that's not right, is it? Phil Spector. Holly Willoughby and Philip Schofield, not How Phil Spector. How can you forget Philip Schofield? Well, How can you possibly forget Pip? It, it, in my defence, it's, it's a Phil S, is it, it not? It is a Phil S, yeah. yes it is, you're right. Um, I mean in my day it was Richard and Judy of course. Mm. You know, I grew up with Richard and Judy. Uh, it, was, it was incredible viewing. I, I did. I used to. I used to enjoy it when I was sort of about sixteen, seventeen. I think, to be honest, it was just the novelty of not having to be at school and watch what all those things that I'd been missing while I was at school. All, all that dreadful daytime telly. I always remember the the daytime TV show that I think used to follow this morning, uh, or it was certainly on in the afternoon, presented by Philip Schofield. I don't know how many series it ran for, but it was called something like I've been this way before or something. And it was when celebrities were uh, hypnotized and regressed to a former life. Uh, That was an extraordinary program. (laughs) So it's that sort of stuff that, I mean, these days it's just antique shows and uh, cookery shows. That's all that's on in the day. Did she ever expose herself on on the morning show or was that saved specifically for award shows? What, Judy? Yeah. Uh, just award shows. Just award shows. Oh. Yeah. yeah. No, she, she wasn't... Less reason to watch then, really, isn't it? <laughs> she wasn't in the habit of exposing herself on national television. It happened once. It was a mistake. And she didn't really <laughs> expose herself. She was wearing a bra. Unfortunately. <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> I, do you know what, right? Once years ago, this is a terrible story. If you, you know some people... We are on air. You know, right? Yes. You know some people can be very cruel... Yeah, right. Uh, remind you again, we are on it. Yes, uh, years years ago, I uh, I think I've told you this before. I ended up working at um, Disneyland Paris, or as it's now known, you were at Disney, mm-hmm. um, and it was their fifth birthday, and I was out there as part of the UK radio um, technical team, right? And um, the the park was uh, they invited all these um, celebrities there, and it was a whole thing. And Rich and Judy were on our plane. Right, Ooh. and one of the people that I was with, um, just as they were, as we were waiting to to get onto the plane, saw them because they obviously got on first. You know, uh, turning yeah. left at the door, were they? Yeah. <laughs> I see. And uh, yeah, the, the person I was with said, "Oh, there they go, the number ten walking onto the plane." I said, "What do you mean number 10? Well, look at them. Richard's the one. Oh, I said, "You can't say that about That's Judy. Rude. Isn't that terrible?" I never forgave him for that. Oh, that's a terrible thing to say. I mean, I'd say 100 for the <laughs> <laughs> No, we only saw it from the back. <laughs> uh, oh, dear. Anyway, so this morning, um, the, I mean, they've always had odd things on this morning. Um, so I haven't, I haven't seen it for a while, but uh, apparently this week they had a, a mermaid on. I, I, I really? Apparently. <laughs> I, I didn't know mermaids actually existed. But there you go. <laughs> they had a mermaid That's what you watch, you learn. Exactly. Uh, I, I don't know. If, I don't think it's a proper mermaid. Really? She's known as a professional mermaid. <laughs> um, but they, they, because, because this happened, they kind of um, ran down some of the weirdest things that they've ever had on this morning. Now, this morning over the years has had its uh, fair share of um, you know, controversy, haven't they? I mean, they they did the first um, uh, live, uh, you know... Um, what, the, what was that gesture you did? That was just for my benefit, that. It was for um, testicular cancer. They did the full live That is check. not the gesture that goes with that thing. 
Really? Oh, no. Well, if you're, if you're very I've, generous, it is. I've been checking wrong. Um, uh, anyway, so there's been con- controversies over, over the years. But, I mean, some of the weird things. We talked about this on the show uh, recently about the, the woman with the asparagus predicting. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, what was she called again? Uh, her name was uh, Jemima Packington. No, 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 but what was her job title? It was like uh, Asparag- Asparagista or something stupid, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, oh, Asparamancer. Asparamancer, that yeah, was it. That uh, sound like a Bond villain. And, yeah, an Asparagus uh, psychic. Um, of course, she got that wrong, didn't she? Because she said that uh, Manchester United would lose the FA Cup semi-final, so she's nonsense. Fantastic mm. nonsense. Uh, but other weird things, I mean, they had the, 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 woman, who, um, the woman who ate her armchair. <laughs> The feature was called "I can't stop eating my armchair." You know, I couldn't have guessed the end of that sentence. Even if you, even if you no. give me arm, I still couldn't have guessed the end of that sentence. The, the woman apparently would use the foam filling from her sofa to dip into her tea and orange juice, and sometimes covered it in chocolate spread or pickle. Oh, I mean that's an illness, isn't it? I think so. Yeah. Um, surprisingly, she's suffered from stomach pains over the years. <laughs> oh, there's a surprise. Uh, dog yoga. I don't think dog yoga is that weird. Is it? It's quite weird. I think people, there's enough people that would look at that and go, oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, they do baby yoga now. Babies doing yoga. Mm. I think it's more for the mums, in all fairness. Uh, rumpology. I remember talking about this years ago. Is that as rude as it sounds? I feel like you've mentioned this to me before, rumpology. I think I think I have. It's it to the, do with bottoms. It's the art of reading the lines, crevices, dimples, and folds of the buttocks to uh, divine the um, the owner's character and get a glimpse of what lies ahead. So it's almost like palm reading. Mm. But You can tell we're live on air, because I don't think I've said the word bottom in about, unless I'm talking about the TV programme, yes. in about 10 years. <laughs> yes, you went, yes, you've gone very posh. Um, and, uh, and then Philip Schofield eating dog food. Oh, I'm glad you said food. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I think eating your armchair is the, is the weirdest thing. I don't, they're claiming that the mermaid is the weirdest thing that's ever been on this morning. I think eating your armchair... Well, no, it's not. If, if she was a real mermaid, then yes. But the fact that she's just a woman who says, I'm a mermaid, then no. You don't think that's enough? No. I mean, what does that even mean, professional mermaid? Because a, mer- a real mermaid would be someone who lures fishermen to their death upon mm-hmm. jagged rocks. So <laughs> yes. to professionally do that would be sadistic. So, and also, you'd need gills and a tail. So she doesn't have any of those things. <laughs> Fair enough. So she's just a crazy woman who's saying, I'm a mermaid. So, well, I mean, the thing about it, though, to be honest, I think it's probably just for um, retired older men to look at you know, an attractive lady sort of wearing very little. Was she wearing a tail? She was wearing a tail and, 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 and you know, a bra. And I'm hoping that she wasn't sat on the sofa. I'm hoping they installed she was some sort of paddling no, pool. For no, her. No, she was laid out on the sofa. Oh. Yeah, I, think, I think they had someone, you know, putting water over her. You know, you're not when there's a, a whale beached and they <laughs> have someone sort of rubbing water over them just to make sure. I think yeah. that was going on. I bet Schofield was all over her. <laughs> when I went to... Uh, Looking a bit dry there, love, here. <laughs> when I went to... Uh, <laughs> oh, for God's sake. When I went to America a few years ago... Yeah, right? quickly Move on. They've got this one area where um, I forget what it was, but they have uh, these women jumping in. I think you can pay some money to for them to go and pick up a an oyster or something. A, a, I forget what it was, but all I remember was a, a queue of middle-aged men very strange attraction yes it, but it was it was just a, a queue of middle-aged men watching this woman diving and i just thought you're not trying to get a present for your kid you're just watching a woman in a bikini <laughs> in relatively cold water I paid my dues, time after time we are the tale of- 
Queen, we are the champions. Uh, playing that for any uh, Leicester City uh, supporters, I think it's an amazing story. It's it's wonderful, absolutely brilliant. I'm really really enjoying it, and uh, and enjoying the fact that um, it means Tottenham lose out. Mm. That for me was the main thing. I'm I enjoyed watching. I've never supported. Chelsea in my life and you know Monday night I'm cheering Chelsea on like it's my own team but the wonderful thing was it didn't even matter because Chelsea didn't even have to win for it to be enjoyable just just draw yeah yeah Yeah. it was wonderful and the game kicked off I think the the, the good thing is that I can uh, you know I watch football with uh, with a love and a hate and I generally hate Chelsea but love the fact that they got the draw and then yesterday my hatred for Chelsea came back and then I have the love of the fact that John Terry gets sent off and will probably miss his last ever game for Chelsea. <laughs> and I think that's a wonderful story. Couldn't have happened to a nicer guy. Exactly. I, that's what he, uh, there was so much on Twitter about it. I said to my mate yesterday when he said, oh, John Terry got sent off. I said, does that mean he might, you know, he missed the last, he's potentially what would have been his last game. He said, oh, no, I don't think so. And then I was reading this morning that it will because it's the second time he's been sent off this season which means that he's, it's a two-game ban, not a one-game ban. really does restore your faith in life, doesn't it? It does. You just think that there is some justice. Karma does real. You know, it does real. It does exist. Well, I think when you look at it, um, of course, he missed that penalty in the Champions League final, didn't he, mm-hmm. years ago? I think he missed the Champions League final when they won it. Yep. Uh, there was something else that I read that he'd missed, and now he might miss the like, what would be his farewell. And I just think that's a wonderful thing. I think for everything he's done over the years that's been horrible, yeah, that's a bit of comeback, isn't it? His last ever act for Chelsea will be seeing the red card. Wonderful. <laughs> wonderful. I love it. But uh, I was watching uh, Leicester lift the trophy yesterday, and even though I'm not, you know, I'm not a Leicester City fan, my team have had another dismal second half of the season. I'm so depressed about football uh, when it comes to my team. But uh, I, I started to get that sort of tingling feeling that I haven't had ages from watching football. That This is this is what it was about. This is when I was... A, I, I'm basically, I've become an old man. I said, this is what it was like when I was yeah, younger. You've started waxing lyrical now. This is what it was like when I was a kid. The excitement every year, you never quite... Knew. And of course, that's nonsense. Because when I was a kid, everyone knew that Liverpool would win the league. Mm-hmm. And then that finished, then Man United would win the league. So it's, it's no different, really. But in my head, it was more romantic when I was a kid. You know, there was always... I think because my what, what really cemented my love for the game was watching the underdogs win. I remember Coventry beating Spurs in the FA Cup final, 87, and then Wimbledon beating Liverpool, 88. I think that, those, those were the things. And then my team losing to Luton in, the, I think, was the 88 League Cup final. You know, the underdog's winning. And I think that cemented my love for football. And the underdog has won. Yes. Can I just say one thing, though? I do not feel that Gary Lineker needs to wear his pants. I do. Do you? I want to see him in his knickers. Why? Oh, yes. Well, promise is a promise. David Cameron's got on board now and says, oh, we, you've, got, you've got to uphold your promise. Absolutely, you do. I, I don't want to see Gary Lineker present. Match the day does not... It doesn't need to go to that depth. <laughs> it doesn't. A promise is a promise is a promise. Well... I'm quite happy for promises to be reneged on when it involves Gary Lineker and his pants. Trev and Ben. We love new music. And every week at 10 o'clock, we're going to introduce you to a new band of artists. This week, it's Pleasure House. They play deliciously dirty indie dance pop and have recently been raising heartbeats with their unique sound. Championed by BBC Introducing and Fast Becoming the Next Big Thing from Birmingham, these boys are highly recommended for any indie flower child with an affinity for summertime dancing and late-night euphoria. This is Cyan on We Love New Music. We love new music. Hi, my name is Alex from the band Pleasure House, and this is our new song, Cyan. You're listening to We Love New Music on the Trev and Ben Show. 
never. <laughs> I, I promised I'd play it. <laughs> and uh, I'm sorry it was later than I promised, but that's Pleasure House Cyan and We Love New Music. You can find out more about them at pleasurehouseofficial.com or follow them on Twitter at Pleasure House UK and uh, we'll be playing more from them uh, on the show. Great song, that. Uh, if you want to get your new music on the show, get in touch with us. It's at Trevor Ben on Twitter or send us a message via croydonradio.com and don't forget on croydonradio.com you can upload uh, all your new music and uh, there's loads of other stuff on there as well, all the uh, events, all of that stuff. It's all there, Ben. It's all there. Corporate thing done. Tick. Um, still to come on the show, uh, we've got the compendium in about uh, 10 minutes' time. Looking forward to that. I can just see the drum of destiny there. Just peeking out looking, from behind look, the corner there. Looking very nice. Looking very good. Uh, we've also got the pub quiz. It's potluck today. And we're, of course, playing Think the Link. We are looking for the link between these three songs. How are you getting on with that? I'm still uh, absolutely stumped. Okay, well, as I said, you, it, you've got to think slightly differently about this. You know, the the norm that I I, go, I work to, it's slightly different. Okay, okay well, so I'm, I'm developing a theory. I'm helping you already. Okay, developing a theory. Okay, well, if you can help me out, you've got about uh, 50 minutes uh, at Trevor Ben on Twitter or send us a message via croydonradio.com. Uh, also still to come, our occasional feature, All Hail to the Trump. Oh, yes. Uh, that's coming up very soon. Uh, I, as you know, Ben, attend... Uh, attend? That's a very odd word to, to pick. Visit, uh, <laughs> go to a pub uh, that um, is a very odd public house yes it is and uh, this week it lived up to all of its uh, usual expectations uh, uh, there was mice aplenty as as usual uh, the man behind the bar was particularly grumpy this week and um, and then uh, I ended up being persuaded to play a game of pool oh doubles with who? Uh, with a couple of randoms and, and a mate of mine uh-huh. and uh, I said to them I don't play I don't play pool. I, t- I don't really want to get involved. And they said, no, come on, come on. It doesn't matter if you're rubbish. Uh, it didn't matter. Does your tongue still come out when you're queuing? Uh, yes, yes. And then, and then because they, they're people that take it very seriously, they started to tell me how I should hold the cue. It's like, I'm not interested on how to hold the cue. I told you I didn't want to play for a start. <laughs> so don't start trying to teach me because I'm not interested. And I started to get a little bit grumpy. Uh-huh. You know, I started to say things like, I was a stupid game anyway. I didn't pot one ball. Right. That doesn't mean it's a stupid game. It just means you're bad at the stupid. It's, game. it's a stupid game. <laughs> uh, you know, I kept saying things like, "Oh, it's a, it's a childish sport." Uh, I, get, I started to get really, get really grumpy mm. about being made to play. Uh, so anyway, once I'm, I was glad that it was over, we lost, me mm. and my mate. I don't think he was very happy about the whole thing. I said, well, I sold you, I wasn't playing. And then uh, another couple came in to take the place of the losing pair me and my mate and uh, these were uh, a, a couple of guys that were over from holland and how they'd found themselves in this particular pub i don't know because if you're a tourist i think it's a very difficult pub to to just wander by and think oh yeah i'll pop in there i was looking for that place and i couldn't find it exactly so it's, it's an odd place but they, these two dutch guys came along now how do you feel about people playing pool in bare feet does that bother you it's a bit european when well, he, he was wearing <laughs> flip-flops and uh, and then he wasn't playing very well, and uh, and then he took his flip flops off, and it changed his whole game. And I wondered whether that was a thing. I know that you're a pool player. How how does that work? Because for me, it looked a bit weird. I wouldn't like doing it. No, no, you wouldn't. You wouldn't play barefoot. I wouldn't play barefoot. I'm not. I'm not the Zola Bard of, of pool. Would that bother you, somebody playing in barefoot? Because it seemed to bother like one of the old guys that was there who takes his pool very seriously. He wasn't that happy about it. 
No, you know what? I can't tell you why, but I, there's something intrinsically, I wouldn't be happy with it either. Wow, this is a weird... You pool players, you, you're quite aggressive about... Because the, the other thing that happened, where there was a moment, a, a very awkward moment, bear in mind that me and my, my mate, we're trying to make these tourists... Do you know what I mean? When you meet a tourist, you want to make them feel like, oh, this is good fun, you know? You don't want them to think, oh, Londoners, they're grumpy. Mm. So we're being very light-hearted, we're having jokes, you know, we're having a great time. And then one of them, obviously, I wouldn't know this, I wouldn't know this, right? I didn't know there was a rule about you don't put your pint of beer on the pool table no you like, do not not on the table not on the bays but on the <laughs> on the wood or on the sides no, I think it's I think it's a foul shot if you do that what or even to hold a beer over the table I believe is considered a foul oh, this is just ridiculous you're in a pub for god's sake <laughs> and I couldn't believe the aggression which said man you don't put that on the, don't put that on there absolutely yeah, really I'm out of with him yeah Wow, I didn't know that this was I'd a thing. Smack the beer out your hand because I, I, I mean, I, because it just I'd never thought of doing it, but I wouldn't have thought not to do it. Do you know what I mean? If well, I you dragged up, man. Well, I didn't know that was a thing. I couldn't believe how cross this man was getting about it. And this poor Dutch bloke, who was quite a young guy, he just looked as if to say, "Oh my God, what have I done?" Around you, boom. <laughs> I thought it was ridiculous. I, I thought, let's stop that immediately. I mean, you've played pool at this pub. The table is hardly an antique. Yeah, to be honest, a pint, a, a pint of beer on that cloth wouldn't really notice much. There was also an argument over uh, the D on the table because you can't see where there's a D. No. So one, there'd been a foul shot the white had gone down so he's going well you put it in the D and he's going well, there isn't a D there yeah. is no D <laughs> no this this was when I was playing oh okay this is when I was playing and uh, there is no D and I was, I was saying well it doesn't matter put it anywhere I mean and then the guy I was playing with he was taking it seriously he was going no no look you can see the D and he's trying to show where no one can see this bear in <laughs> mind that the man I'm playing with is as blind as a bat how he could see the outline of a D that was once there when none of us could was extraordinary so that was all weird but that wasn't the highlight. Highlight's the wrong word. The low light of my evening. <laughs> talking point. Uh, the talking point. The talking point of the evening was um, when I was uh, just finishing one of my pints. I had about, you know, two or three swigs to go. And uh, I swigged it back. And then I could feel something in my mouth. And it was a hair. Oh. You know when there's a hair in your mouth and you can't find it? And you sort of run, it's quite a desperate thing to get a hair out of your mouth. I kind of panic if there's a hair in my mouth. Do you? Uh, I don't like it, no. You sort of, because you know where it is, but you can't find it. And you're sort of rummaging around inside your own mouth. Anyway, I eventually found this hair, and I will tweet this picture in a minute. Um, I took it out. That is quite a curly, grey oh hair. Now, I don't know where that's come from. I'd drunk in too much of the pint that I couldn't go and ask for a free pint. Actually made me wretch. That, that is horrible. That was in my drink. That was in my pint of cider. showing me that picture. I'm going to tweet this picture <laughs> of the hair because I want to know where the, that to me is not a hair off the head and how that has got into my pint, I will never know. Stop showing me, please. The thing is, it's not going to stop me going to the pub. That is the worrying thing. <laughs> Black Sabbath and Paranoid on Croydon Radio. It's the Trevor and Ben Show, and it's time for... Mr. Ben Harmer's Corking Games Compendium. Ben's Corking Games Compendium. Uh-huh. Uh, it's the time of the week when the great and good stop. You know, I think even if there's wars going on, it just stops. Yeah. Yeah, I think they do. They all tune in to this particular bit. It's just... Anyway, we have got the Drum of Destiny, which is uh, looking very summery today. 
I think the sun this week's influenced you. I think so. Put little flowers around it. It's sort of like a hippie's drum of destiny. I'm feeling good this week. Of course. Yeah. Well, it's very nice. Yes, so it's very spring-like. I'm enjoying it. Anyway, I will spin it and destroy most of this beautiful work. <laughs> it's like a well-dressing that I'm going to kick to bits. <laughs> uh, so I will spin it, and it will pick at random one of five games from your compendium, and those games, Ben, are... Riddle me this, true or false, the Great Britain quiz, say it again, Sam, and who am I? Well, uh, say it again, Sam, last week was a success. I think so. Uh, although I didn't get any points, <laughs> I enjoyed it nonetheless. I listened back to the podcast, uh, my impressions were awful. Well, I didn't want to say anything didn't sound anything like anybody they were supposed to be <laughs> I think uh, you know I, I think the fact I got zero mm. is testament to how bad they were <laughs> uh, anyway uh, let's give it a spin and see what comes up today here we go it's slowing oh, oh it's true or false ah we like this one I do like this one I do alright at this one so I don't mind it now the rules for this one are there's 10 true or false questions you need to get 70% so 7 out of 10 to win and I got 8 out of 10 last time mm-hmm. so that was a victory and I think actually my record was 11 mm-hmm, I think it was uh, so if I get 10 we just go on until I get one wrong this might be your best game I think it is okay you ready let's do it question number one arboreal creatures live in trees true or false uh, that's true is it it is true because it, there's that French word, isn't it? Uh, arbre for tree, so arbre arboreal trees. There we go. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> yes, correct, true. You've learned something else from me. The Saint Valentine's Day massacre took place in New York. You might not want to say that so cheerily. <laughs> true <laughs> or false? Um, Where was that massacre trip? <laughs> I, I don't know. I think it might be Chicago. So I'm going to say false. It was false. The Saint Valentine's massacre did take place in Chicago. Ah, there we go. Number three. Uh, that's two for two, by the way. Ostriches are found in the wild in australia ostriches australia yes true it's false they are found in africa oh is it emus i thought you're asking me (laughs) i don't know okay (laughs) question number four the river amazon river hang on the river river amazon River. river this is a really badly written question the river amazon river is found in south america what a terribly worded question Sorry, what? The question is, you can read it for yourself. The River Amazon River is found in South America. Um, it's like just a minute. Isn't it? Do you know, I'm just gonna say true. Let's just get it over and done with. Repetition on river. <laughs> <laughs> it is true. The Good. River Amazon River is found in South America. Does Quest- it mean the River Amazon? Look, read it for yourself. Here you go. Question number four. The River Amazon River. Yeah, I think it's a it's a misprint. It's got to be a misprint. <laughs> Anyway, let's not dwell. No. <laughs> Moving on. Um, Germany was reunified in the 1980s. True or false? Ooh. Uh, well, yeah, it was 89. So just on the cusp of the 90s. Now, does that mean it was the 90s? Ooh, I'm going to say false and say it was the 90s. The answer is false. Germany was reunified in the 1990s. Oh, yes. Well done. So that's four out of five. Moving on. Question number six. Stalagmites grow upwards. <sighs> Stalagmites. S-T-A-L-A-G-M-I-T-E-S. Stalagmites. Oh, do you know, I'd never know this. I don't know what they are. You don't know what they are? What on earth is a stalagmite? Well, they're stalagmites and stalactites, and they're the uh, sort of big formations of crystalline material in caves. I think you're making this up. And one of them is from the ceiling, and one of them is from the floor, and I can never remember which way around it is. I'm going to say I think it's false, because I think it's stalagmites. I was told once, I think, that the remember the G from the ground, stalagmites, so stalagmites grow down. So you're saying... I'm saying false. It's true. Oh, <laughs> 
Question number seven. Between the years 1577 and 1580, Francis Drake circumnavigated the world on the ship the Golden Hind. Or Hind. H-I-N-D. The Golden Hind. I would have thought so, yeah. I know where the ship is, or at least a replica of it, and that's near London Bridge. All irrelevant, you're just showing uh, off. And Francis Drake... That doesn't sound right to me, I'm going to say false. It's true. <laughs> so you have got three wrong now, so you need to get the rest of these right in order to win. Okay, come have on. Have you lost in this game before? Uh, yes, I think I have once. Okay. Yeah. Okay, uh, next question. On its maiden voyage to New York, the Titanic sunk in 1923. True or false? That's false, it was 1912. I think you're right. Uh, the answer is false. On its maiden voyage to New York, the Titanic sunk in 1912. Thank you very much. Question number nine. Melbourne is Australia's capital city. True or false? Melbourne. Um... Now, this, this matters, this one. It does. Get this wrong and you've lost. Melbourne, is that the capital? I can never remember. You don't need to give me the right one, remember. If you think it's wrong, you don't need to provide me with oh, the Oh, that's true. Answer. Yes, I don't, do I? If it's true or false. I'm going to say true. Ever heard of a little place called Canberra? Oh, it's false. It's Canberra. Why can't it just be Sydney? (laughs) That's the one everyone wants to think is the capital. Question number 10. Does this mean I've lost it? You've lost. You've only got six so far. Damn it. But we'll we'll move on with the last one just for the sake of it. Uh, The Cook Straits separate the two main islands of Taiwan. Taiwan? Taiwan. (laughs) Taiwan. Taiwan. (laughs) Taiwan. To me. To you. Um, the Cook Straits. No, that's false. The Cook Straits, I think, has got something to do with the Antipodean world. The Cook, uh, it is false. The Cook Straits separate the two main islands of New Zealand. Thank you very much. New Zealand. <laughs> <laughs> so what did I get? I think you got six. Peter Bjorn and John, young folks. It's one of those songs that you whistle along to, isn't it? You, was. Whist- you were, you were, you were actually whistling along. <laughs> You've got quite a strained face when you whistle. Oh yeah, I know. Quite, <laughs> quite a breathy whistle as well, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Because oh, you don't actually know what you look like when you whistle. No. You look like you're a bit constipated when you're whistling, or Thanks, like you're mate. straining one out. Cheers. You know, I don't know. I, I'm going to whistle, and you tell me where I. <laughs> Do I see? I feel that I'm very, I'm a very casual whistler. That there's not much sort of change in my facial expression. You never know. I might have overcome a, you know, a lifelong struggle with whistling, and you know, I might have finally achieved it by pulling a, a slightly funny thing. Lifelong struggle, yeah, that's yeah. A, that's a thing you hear about, isn't it? Yeah, and I might have finally overcome it by pulling a slightly funny face mm. to achieve the desired noise, and you've mocked me. But I, I haven't. Care. I just pull a funny face. Yeah. <laughs> That would be that would be an extraordinary thing to have to overcome. I, I just can't whistle. Well, that would upset me if I couldn't whistle. Really? How could I possibly enjoy that song? I reckon you. I because sometimes I mean I'm not a great whistler. I, I've got a casual demeanour about me when I'm whistling, but I'm not a great whistler. Some people can whistle very loudly. You know, can you do the, the fingers in the mouth whistle? Uh, yes, I can. Can you? I won't do it because it will. Um, damage the microphone oh because I can't do that I can't, I've never been able to do that I can do it but I'll need to back off the microphone go on then go, go six st- feet yeah go and stand Are over there sure? it was, yeah. it's really really loud go and do it okay go and stand over there <laughs> headphones are off right go on I'm far enough away from the mic yeah go on give it a go <laughs> that's ridiculous I told you it was loud so you're one of those annoying people that would do that in the show. How often do you use that? Uh, not very often. Whenever I need to prove it, I can do it. I can do it. And what, what made you first want to do that? 
Uh, the, the curiosity people, to find out if I could do it. Yeah, I've never been able to do it. It's really annoyed me. No? No. What's the technique? I don't know. Um, two, I use two fingers yeah, on yeah. each hand, yeah. index finger and middle finger. Yeah. Straight in there. Uh, 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 I think that would make me feel sick. <laughs> fold your tongue over. Oh, you fold your tongue over. <laughs> You're listening to I can't Croydon do it. Radio. I can't do it. Oh, of the community. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I tell you what, no, no one else is doing this. No. No one else is doing this. They'll all be at home trying it. There. Yeah. yeah. Of course they are. It's like the old owl, or, you know, the old owl thing where you do that with the, through, the, through your thumbs. Yeah. Can you do that? No, I can't do that. Yeah. Neither can I. Anyway. Next week, we'll be playing with spoons. <laughs> oh, I used to think I could play the spoons. <laughs> Get to, I still, you do. do you know, I still do it. This is a, a, a thing I do. If, uh, if, I, if I've got people round and I have to get more than one spoon out the drawer, I still can't help it. There's a little bit of me when I'm laying the table. would always get two spoons and just, just whack them against my hand as if I really know what I'm doing. I think next week we need to get you playing the spoons. This week we've had me whistling. Next oh, week, keep on the spoons. Bring a couple of spoons in next yeah. week. You've got a week to practice. Are there any songs with spoons in? Spoons being played because there's there's songs with whistling in. I mean, we we know that we've we've established that we've just played one. But the songs with spoons in, that I not that I can to. think of. Uh, there must be one. Surely there's a Bob Dylan song with spoons in it somewhere. I mean, it's a sort of rubbishy doing it. Oh, steady on! <laughs> <laughs> I forgot you don't like Bob Dylan. <laughs> just a little, for no reason. I don't know why I did that. There was no reason for me to have a little dig at Bob Dylan. There was no there? no reason whatsoever, and yet I managed it. Right, <laughs> it's time for our occasional feature, Ben. Oh yeah, occasional feature on the show. Uh, all hail to the Trump yes and it's been a huge week for him he's done it well pretty much oh he's done it isn't he Uh, the other well the remaining candidates have all suspended their campaigns now so in all but sort of name Trump will be the Republican nomination for the uh, American presidency surely no one in the past has ever managed to suspend their title race and then resume it and win surely yeah, i don't really know how it works to be honest because i think there's still a chance that the party could overthrow i don't i don't understand the the uh, the process if the party were to overrule it and decide on someone else wouldn't that sort of make the whole democracy thing pointless and a waste of time and annoy a lot of people who voted i think so mm. yes but um but then on the other hand because uh, i i can't i none of us saw it coming did we let's be honest no i mean i've said it I've said it a few times on this show now. We're all still sort of wondering when this joke's going to finish, really. And, it, and it's just cute. And I'm, I've got this horrible feeling it's going to be the sort of Leicester City feeling. They can't really do it, can they? they oh, no. They've only done it. So it's going to keep going, I think. I mean, obviously, Leicester City are a lot more positive than Mr. Yes, Trump. But. Yes. I think, I think when you want to know how, how bad things are, when you've got uh, uh, both George uh, W. Bush and George Bush Sr. both saying they will not endorse Donald Trump hmm. you know things are bad don't you let's be honest that is quite bad <laughs> but of course most weeks Donald Trump will come out with something inflammatory terrible yep offensive <laughs> and this week no exception who's he been having to go at this week China brilliant so we, we, we who else have we got we got Mexico he doesn't like oh the list is endless uh, he doesn't like us Oh, no. Um, and now China. Hmm. What's, what's he upset? Uh, he wasn't very happy with the um, trade agreement and basically the fact that they can produce things quite cheap and he wants to go in and uh, reorganise the trade agreement and try and make things a little bit fairer on the United States, or, or as he put it. We can't continue to allow China to rape our country, and that's what they're doing. It's the greatest theft in the history of the world. Greatest theft in the history of the world. Using a word that is uh, 
inflammatory yes. at best. Yes, yeah. let's not use that word in that context. And it's not the first time he's been using that word, is it? Let's be honest. No. Why well, he doesn't think he he said a couple of weeks ago that he would try and change his persona. I don't think this week he's he's achieved that. It doesn't matter though, does it? He can say what he wants. <laughs> it's not hurting him at all. Oh, Boris can do the same now that he's uh, you know stepped down as mayor and all that. But he was bulletproof as well. He I could suppose. say and do what he wanted, and uh, most politicians would be hung, drawn, and quartered for it. But people like Boris, or for some reason Donald Trump, they just it strengthens them somehow. Yeah. He's like, oh, Boris, oh Donald, <laughs> you get, get by somehow. Well, we've got a couple of uh, of people we know in in the states who listen to the show yes and uh, now that the the developments that have happened this week i'd love to hear from them in the next few days uh as to how the mood is over there because i we when this all started and we've been talking about it since it sort of all started we we were very um blase about it we didn't think he'd get anywhere and now as you say it's just like whatever he says there are still the nutters who like him so what do you think do you think he can finish the job I mean, all along we've no. said he can't get this far. He can't do it. He can't. And he's, he's proved us wrong this far. Yeah. He's now basically, all, as you say, all in but name, got the Republican candidacy. Can he now become President well, of the United States? I, I, think, uh, I think two things. One, from the uh, party's point of view, the Republican Party, I don't think the support for him is that strong in the party. Although I did see a, um, an interview with a Republican supporter this week. And uh, he said, I don't like Trump, don't like Trump at all, but I would vote for him ahead of Hillary Clinton. Well, that's the thing. And also, he's got, you know, he's got the sexist vote on his side. If there's a lot of misogynistic, sexist, you know, men in America, I'm sure that it has its fair share. They'll yeah. vote for him over, but I've had a woman tell me what to do. So they'll <laughs> vote for him. And there'll be plenty of and people just flat out don't like her. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people don't like him, but I'm, I'm worried that it's not going to be quite as one way as we'd like it to be. But. There, was a, there was also a great story this week. Uh, well, I say great story, not a very nice story at all, of um, a, a lady whose car had broken down, a disabled lady in the States, and she called out a uh, recovery vehicle, and the man came out with his recovery van and then said, um, no, nah, not taking you. And she said, why? Because you've got a Bernie Sanders sticker on your car, and I will not help anyone. <sighs> and, uh, and then he drove off. And he's now said, well, if I'd known she was disabled, uh, then I would have, st- I would, I still wouldn't have towed her, but I would have waited. What, just attached it to the back of a chair? <laughs> no, but I would have waited for a Bernie Sanders supporting truck to have arrived. <laughs> That's fantastic, isn't it? But, you know. Let's make America great fa- again. The fact that she had a huge disabled sticker on her car wasn't Man. enough for him to see. No, I, my faith is now in the American people, though. I think that most most normal Americans. I mean, let's face it. We only get the we only get to see the nutters, don't we? We only get to see and hear from the nutters. I think most normal Americans, when it comes to it, will take a sensible option. I mean, if he was to win it, that would be the the final cherry on the hail to the Trump feature, wouldn't it? Uh, yeah, well, I don't want it I to I think happen. if he wins it, let's just don't reference it. <laughs> let's never do it again. Well, no, because I I would have built a bunker by then, and I'll be well and truly in there. Jason Fakira, Walk Away on Croydon Radio. It's the Trevor and Ben Show. And uh, coming up very soon, it's the pub quiz. Today, it's uh, Potluck, Ben. I think we'll do all right. We're going to do all right on Potluck. Let's hope so. Yeah, we will. Um, Now, you're a driver for a living. Does uh, getting a ticket 
So, you know, is that a daily occurrence for no. someone like you? You know, part where you're like, no real thought or care in the world? Well, thanks to the uh, company I work for and the vans I drive, I, I do have the luxury of basically being able to park without taking the Michael. I can park mm. basically anywhere. Lucky you. Yeah. Well, I've had a few tickets in my time uh, and I get very cross about the whole thing. And uh, I, try and, I try and get out of them uh, as much as I can. Uh, I'm happy to admit when I know that I've been in the wrong. But I mean, I've never done anything uh, knowingly. Do you know what I mean? All the tickets I've ever got are because I've made a mistake. They've been stupid. I see. I've been a bit thick. And uh, anyway, um, the worst things I find are like those uh, like supermarket car parks where you have to get your ticket validated. Mm. Now, I, I, there's a Tesco's in Streatham. And I've been in there a few times, and I must admit, I've never done the whole validation thing. I can't be bothered with it. I think, what, why, don't give me an extra thing I've got to do. And I've never been caught, no one's ever said anything, but I've never even bothered getting the first ticket. I just go in, get my shopping, and get out. Okay. And it's been fine. But um, other car parks and other stores do take it quite seriously. And, uh, I mean, I'm surprised at this. I mean, Lidl, for example, I go shopping in Lidl quite a bit, and I didn't realise that they would have... I mean, where I go, there's no validation policy so the idea behind validation is just simply that you don't just park in their car park and yeah. go and do something else yeah okay. that's right Fair enough. uh so uh, a customer in, in a little car park got a ticket for 90 quid uh, because he didn't get his um parking validated with his receipt uh, and he was so infuriated by it <laughs> but he couldn't find his receipt to prove that he'd been shopping in Lidl. Mm-hmm. So what he did was he, uh, this is a 40-year-old man, by the way, who's a teacher, uh, drew an image of a stick man and his family going shopping and sent it in an email claiming that it clearly proved he was shopping at Lidl at the time and date. And uh, basically he did a, a sketch showing him as a stick man saying, hey kids, it's approximately 12.30pm on the 1st of <laughs> April 2016, time to go shopping. Even depicted a little employee leaning against a wall having a sneaky cigarette. Um, amazingly, the company that are acting on behalf of Lidl accepted it as good enough proof good. that he was shopping. Good people at Lidl, I like that. Now, I think... I mean, you that... shouldn't have given him a ticket in the first place, but... <laughs> I think that's the way forward. Now, you know when I got a ticket for parking on the pavement, mm-hmm. when I had misread the sign, I think I should have done that. I should have done a stick drawing of me misreading the sign, <laughs> and I reckon I would have got off. You Why didn't have. I think about that? <laughs> Royal Blood, 10-ton skeleton. Uh, so I was talking about Lidl. Yeah, uh, very briefly. And I'm a, I'm a fan of Lidl. I enjoy going to Lidl, except the queuing takes too long. That's annoying. That annoys me. Uh, but they've had to recall um, food this week. Really? Uh, yeah. It's, it's, I just want to get this out. It's a public service announcement, this. Um, if you've bought uh, tinned herring in its stores over the last few weeks, uh, they've been recalled because they don't contain a warning on the packet that should be on there. Uh, what's the warning? Uh, may contain fish. Uh-uh. apparently not on there and you have to tell why are you buying herring if you can't eat fish <laughs> you don't it's, it's stupid anyway if you've bought fish tinned herring in Lidl and you're not allowed to eat fish take it back yeah. because well it might contain fish right ladies and gentlemen listen up welcome to the Trev and Ben and it's the Bob Quiz 
Uh, so the pub quiz, today's category is potluck. There are three questions. There's an easy question for one point, a medium question for two points, and a hard question for three points. You can take part by being on the shout box now. You are, of course, the Quizmaster Ben, which means you have to have a nickname. What's your nickname this week? Cobben. What? Cobben. Cobben. Cobben? Cobben. Cobben? Cobben. Cobben? Cobben. Cobben? If only my mum was here, she could put it all to rest. (laughs) (laughs) All right then, question number one for one point. What is the plant... Oh, why did I pick this question? (laughs) Is there something you've got to read that you don't know how to say? What is the plant... And, you know, I can't even gloss over it quickly because it's the key to the question. (sighs) What is the plant antiherinum, more commonly known as... Now, I'm going to be fair here. I'm Mm -hmm. going to give you a chance to read that word. Okay, yeah. And you have a better crack at that than I can? Uh, Antihirinum? Yeah, that sounds about right to me. Oh, I don't know. What is the plant Antihirinum more commonly known as? I have no idea, and I care even less. Okay, I'm uh, I guess. <laughs> you have to care a little bit. Uh, no, I do the... care. No, I do care. You need to pretend you care. <laughs> I only care when I get to the three-point question. Question number two. Who did Andrew Strauss succeed as captain of England in the Test cricket team? Hmm... Andrew Strauss, okay. 60, oh, um... Oh, I think, oh, I don't know, I'm not that good on my cricket. I think it might be that. Oh, I don't know, I'm going to pass on that one. Question number three. According to the musical, the mysterious town of Brigadoon appears for one day every how many years? Oh, I think I know this. Oh, no, maybe not. Oh, no, I know. What, mu- what musical? Brigadoon. It just says... What? Oh, the musical's called Brigadier. Yes, yes. I've never heard of that. Never heard of it. I'm going to have a guess then. Okay. Um, I need to think of a cricketer as well. <laughs> oh, I've got one. I've thought got of one. one. I've thought yeah. of a cricketer. It's fine. Dolivera. <laughs> I've got... I just... This won't be right, but I've, I've remembered a cricketer's name, and that's the important thing, to have a go, isn't it? <laughs> it is. It's important to have a go. Question number one. It's not one. how you play... No, it is how you play the game. What was the... Pl- uh, what is the plant... Antihirinum, or Andrew, more commonly known as. I have guessed at the sunflower. Oh, that's very good. I've put stinging nettle. The answer is the snapdragon. Well, there you go. Brilliant. Yep. Heard of that no either. points. Question number two for two points. Who did Andrew Strauss succeed as captain of the England Test cricket team? I have said Brian Lara. He's not even English. <laughs> it's a cricketer. Uh, yes. <laughs> I've put Michael Vaughan. The answer is Kevin Peterson. Oh. Uh, question number three for three points. Are we on nil-nil? So uh, we are, yeah, okay. nil-nil still. According to the musical, the mysterious town of Brigadoon appears for one day every how many years? I have said seven. I think it's every hundred. The answer is 100. You yes. have won with a late steal. Oh, three nil. I am... Oh, no, 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 no. Not, not, not technically one nil, but three points. Well, not, not three nil. No, Let's no. Let's not overstretch it, well, shall we? No, 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 no. If we're going to argue about that, <laughs> it's three points. I have three points. You have zero. I'm not happy about this. Uh, ergo, the pointage works out <laughs> at three nil. <laughs> Waterloo Sunset, The Kinks on Coyden Radio. Uh, do you accept now that it's 3 0? You know, during that song, I, you, I, I you persuaded won you gently that, uh, that it's 3. You won the quiz. Yes. And you got one three question nil. right. But on the three point, yeah. one question it's right. Three points, 3 0. Uh, I wish I'd done better on the cricket one. Yeah. I've really tried to get into cricket over the last few years, but my knowledge is still very limited. So have I. Uh, I learned Brian Lara's name. 
Yes, yes, well done. Okay. Uh, I think Brian Lara retired in about 1995, <laughs> but yeah, brilliant. Uh, <laughs> no, but I've really tried to get into cricket, but I find that I get, um, I, when I've been to the cricket, I find that the alcohol becomes more the attraction. Hmm. I must admit, when I've been to the crowd, I rarely watch any of the cricket. I'm so busy talking to the people I'm with and drinking yeah. that you sort of forget that the cricket's going on. It's a very odd thing, the cricket. But I did once go to a 2020 match, England against the West Indies. That was an incredible, incredible match. I did actually get into the cricket and we were around all the, uh, the West Indies supporters. It was a wonderful atmosphere. But I must admit, it's the first time ever I felt gutted that England had lost, <laughs> you know, to, to actually feel the the pain of losing a cricket match. I'd never felt that before because I, ne- I used to hate cricket. And I've, I came away thinking, I can't believe we lost that. We had that game in our hands. I started using all that. You know, we had the, it was ours and we lost it. I was absolutely gutted. But I, I'm over it now. Good. I'm glad. <laughs> I'm over it. Think the link. Uh, so think the link, Ben. Uh, three songs to identify. There's a link between them. Um, here they are. Uh, how did your team help out? Uh, they didn't. So, <laughs> what that impassioned plea I gave was there's all. Two, there's two weeks running, you've given a real passionate plea for help, and um, you've got nothing. They nothing don't care, all. they're not helping you. <laughs> Um, so you've told me it's a bit unusual, this one. I've got yeah. to think outside the box. Yeah. So I'm going to go with the middle song was Fame. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're asking me to think outside the box, then I'm going to say it's not linked to the artist. I'm going to say it was linked to the title mm-hmm. and that all three songs were in some way linked to David Bowie, Ooh. who sang Fame. I so like your thinking. David Bowie is my answer. Uh, wrong. Damn. I like your thinking, but no, wrong. Uh, they were all Academy Award winners for Best Original Songs. Uh, Fame, Irene Cara, Joe oh. Cocker and Jennifer Warnes, Up Where We Belong, 1982, and Sam Smith, Writings on the Wall from 2015. That was a all little bit unfair, wasn't Oscar- it? There's a link. There it's is a link. Think the link. Tenuous. The link. Called think the tenuous link. It's <laughs> called That's the Link. I told you to think outside the box, and you failed. Hmm. Anyway, um, commiserations. Thank you. And that's it from us. Uh, Standby Ice Station is on the way next. Uh, we're back with our midweek podcast around uh, Wednesday or Thursday, and then, um, God willing, we'll be back live uh, next week. Till then, take it easy. Till then, bye. The Trev and Ben Show.